Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Mark Flalo on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself. Thank you so much for taking a listen to this podcast. Do us a little favor if you would. If you love the show, give us a five-star review and don't forget to follow us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and we love doing the show for you guys. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. We are back on Your Tech Report. Thank you guys so much for being here with us again on all our social media. It is at Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. I am Marco Flalo yeah. in... <sighs> Cold Montreal, Canada. <laughs> it is the time of the year where I regret living in this country. No, and I it's don't a beautiful know how. Country. Do you? Do you? I guess you don't really deal with this because you only have like two seasons. But I, I feel like <laughs> I, we're programmed here in Canada to forget about winter. Like literally, the second the leaves come out and the sun starts shining and it's above like fourteen degrees Celsius, I think we just completely forget about winter. And then it comes back to the time of year, roughly around Halloween or daylight savings when the the time switches and you wake up in the morning and it's still dark. It's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. It's gray 98% of the time. Honestly, I feel like I live in Scotland. Um, It's raining. It's (laughs) snowing. It's just, we're in the mid, like, it's just, it's just, we forget about it. And then we get in and we're in the middle of it. You forget about it. Yeah. I, I just I, I think it's for sanity for our own for our own just yeah for your own protection you're an emotional protection you need to forget about it uh, I wanted to talk about MacBooks with you because uh, I'm yes. I'm struggling Mitchell um struggling, struggling because you want to make a purchase and you haven't yet yes um, but we've okay, talked about this before and yeah. let me let me explain my situation and and you can explain your situation because we have unique sure. different use cases uh, when the pandemic hit. Shortly before the pandemic, actually December before the pandemic, I bought the brand new 16-inch MacBook Pro. They just went from a 15-inch to a 16-inch in that 15-inch Intel. Model. We're talking Intel, right? Intel processor. I okay. got the Core right, okay. i9, 64 wow. gigs of RAM, wow. two terabyte hard drive, like a really super powerful computer, which on paper should perform phenomenally well. Uh, just for context, how much did you spend on that computer? Roughly around 6,000 Canadian. And here's okay. the, the the kicker is that I lease it. I lease it through my business. So I don't okay. have to, you know, find $7,000 to buy a computer that I want to have. So I lease it. So I do a three-year lease, which is, I think, a little bit too long for a laptop because I get, you know, I get FOMO when other stuff comes out and I want to get it and I can't and I can't break my lease. But the other thing that I've I've encountered recently with this laptop, not using it as often as I normally do because I'm not out about and traveling, is that the battery just disappears. It, it, there's no there's no rhyme or reason. Even if I just used light, 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 you know, usage, I will turn it on. The battery will be dead from one night to another when it's 100 percent. And it's not a problem. I've tried. I brought it in. They said the battery is working fine. They always blame software. I constantly reinstall software. It works right. great for a couple months. There's no it's like this. You know, you go into a you know, you go into a mechanic with a problem and that just doesn't manifest itself and you can't right. do anything about it. So I understand that. And I'm into it. So the, so I bought that computer. Then, you know, several months into the pandemic where I decided I'm moving my studio home and I built this nice little studio here 
I decided I needed, because I was doing a lot of video editing at the time, check youtube.com slash your deck report. Um, I bought <laughs> the new Mac Pro. So this is a $21,000 Mac Pro. I'm not gloating. I'm just telling you that's how it's configured. It's got the right. afterburner card. It's got 192 gigs of memory. It's got server-grade processors. It's in the rack mount. Again, I leased it. No regrets for leasing it. It's a great computer. It's an awesome computer. Um, my regret is now seeing the new MacBook Pros come back with the ports that, that we missed direly, like the SD card slot. I mean, creatives are using these computers. Why is the SD slot gone? Why do I have to spend close to $200 in dongles and accessories just to get the basics out of a computer that I want to get out of it? Mm -hmm. The MagSafe connector is back, which was great. Not a big deal in terms of everything else, but just everything else. And of course, the performance of these machines absolutely obliterate the MacBook Pro Intel that I had from a year ago. Okay, how do they compare, by the way, to your Mac Pro? Is that a different sort of It depends on the scenario. Okay. The computers are equally as fast. You know, they're equally as fast if you have like a mid-range M1 MacBook Pro. MacBook Pro. Um, in Final Cut, blows away my computer. It blows it really? away because... You know, Apple hardware and software, they're just made to work together. They're just made right, to work together. Yeah. Um, but in like things like Adobe Premiere, which is what I use most of the time, and Adobe Audition and stuff like that, it's still way faster on the Mac Mac Pro. And it's just, it always is going to be. It's, you know, dedicated power supply, full full cooling and all that stuff in server grade. Gotcha. So it's going to be that way. But uh, I want to talk about these MacBook Pros, and I want to talk about two things. Number one, it's interesting, I find, how Apple, without admitting that they did something wrong, because <laughs> that ain't gonna happen yeah have admitted they did something wrong they brought back yeah. magsafe they and it's not different it's just a little bit different of a connector they brought back the ports that everybody was complaining about they actually went thicker on the computers so they're going away from the thin form factor but still still benefiting in certain ways screen technology definitely got better Screen size got bigger without adjusting the size of the chassis. Um, weight is definitely up there. And the touch bar is gone. Let me stop you. I'm going to stop you right there because you mentioned something that really is the straw that stirs this digital drink. And that is they brought back a thicker, heavier, weightier, both physically and in terms of what it does, piece of kit here. Uh for many years, and this was, I think this was Apple's big mistake, they prioritized aesthetics over function. They prioritized making everything in their lineup ultra thin over ultra performance. Now, I understand for a mid to lower range, entry level to mid range computer, you want to make that super thin and make the performance great and make people get a dongle if they want to live the dongle life because for most people, they're not, you know, most professionals wouldn't be using those computers. We get it. I get it. But what was the point of making their Pro line, the MacBook Pro line, which is meant for heavy-duty users, which is meant for creatives, editors, CAD designers, why put an emphasis on making that thinner when the emphasis was supposed to be on performance? Why make an iMac computer, which is a desktop, ultra-thin and possibly cause thermals and different sorts of issues because of that thin chassis when it's a desktop and you're looking at it from the front. So how thin it is from the side or how portable it is, is not an issue. So this is the mistake that Apple went made by prioritizing this thin design in places where it wasn't necessary. 
And now they're kind of going back. I'd like to see the same thing. And even if you look at the, the IMAX mark, they no longer have that ultra thin tapered edge. They don't have to. Yes, they're still thin. It's a desktop. But they don't have Why to be paper thin. It's a desktop. Yeah. It's stupid. So I think, like you said, Apple kind of realized, huh, we're ticking off a bunch of people. Let's just quietly go back. And it's a classic Apple thing. Look what we have. Ports on the side. Like, yeah, no crap. We needed that for five years. Where have they been? So, yes. But I think the mistake came from the design prioritizing aesthetics and making everything so slim. That was their calling card. Apple devices are thin, whether they need to be or not. Even if it takes away functionality, it's thin, and that's the way you're going to like it. And I think they're realizing for everyone that doesn't work. Philosophical question for you here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did this change ever since Johnny Ivey is gone? Can you, can we look back and say, that's likely the last product that he touched design-wise, even though he's still working with the company on a consulting basis. But... Under his watch and under Steve Jobs' watch, I think that the products we're seeing today would be extremely different. So you're saying they're going back to form over fu- a function over form right now? And back in the day, it would be... I think they're trying not to compromise as much form as they can. Okay. But they are prioritizing function over yeah. that form where necessary. That being said... They also hit an incredible home run with their own processors that they even unexpected, admittedly. Well, here's the irony of that, Mark. Here's the big irony of what we're talking about. Because their own processors run so well under load at low temperatures, because these processors are designed to be performance heavy at very low temperatures, they're actually in a position now with their own processors more than ever to make slimmer, thinner chassis because it doesn't require fans anymore. Their, their processors really don't need fans to be running full time. But, of course, during this time, everyone wants that connectivity. They want to be able to do everything on every device that they have. So I, the irony is now they're more able than ever if they did want to go back to the slim design. The problem is you're sacrificing, again, the ability to have USB-C, USB type A, SD card readers, which, by the way, newsflash, many years later is still a thing. You know, that, I hope those and never go away. Way, doesn't require that much thickness. Like a lot of these no. ports, a lot of these ports they brought back, if you look at them, they don't require that device to be as thick as it is. Right. There's a lot of other stuff going into the device. Most importantly, batteries. Yeah. That I think are taking up space that requires this to be thicker. Not only that, but also the way in which they're cooling things, even though for the most part, and I haven't had my chance to play with them yet. Most people are saying that it is rare that the fans even turn on. That's what I heard. To the point of really doing anything. That's what I heard. I'm wondering if this is almost a little bit of an experiment in terms of let's bring this stuff back because we know people want it. Let's make them happy. See how much they grumble about the size versus performance. And now over the next two to five years, let's start going back to thinner and thinner and thinner as thin as we can get as battery technology changes and gets smaller, but maintains the power and as they can kind of integrate some of these things in a way like MagSafe, I expected MagSafe to make a return, but I didn't think it would come back in the exact same form factor it was four years ago. No, 
And it's great. We Everybody loved it. Everyone hated seeing that go. Even with USB-C being thin yeah. and easy, I, I, people would still trip over it and break those cables and possibly break the head off into the receiving part of your computer, which totally screws things up. Yeah, you, br- totally. you brought something up, another thing. You're, you're, talking, you're naturally giving me these segues into something I wanted to talk about anyway. It's so funny that the one technology that has changed very little over the last decade and possibly longer, and that is holding more products back than any other technology that has not evolved commensurate with the, you know, commensurately with the other things, is battery tech. When you think about it, Mark, battery technology has changed very, very little. What we're seeing is companies finding workarounds to maximize battery life through processors, yeah. through the way their through the way their devices use batteries in all ways, the way batteries charge, the way they discharge. The technology for batteries themselves has not changed in years. And that is the one thing that's been holding so much technology back. That's why we have thicker iPhones this year. If battery tech were getting better, iPhones would not be getting thicker. Okay? But yeah, because I, read, devi- I read a lot, and I know that there is better battery technology out there. There are there are various pieces of battery tech that I I think I think there's a major safety concern when it comes to batteries. And yeah, they're volatile. At, they can explode. Yeah. Well, looking looking back at the Samsung Note 4 incident, which was at the Note <laughs> yeah. 4, I mean, I think that when it comes to batteries, jumping the gun on new technology that might exist just doesn't seem like a worthwhile risk yet, you know, until let other people do it. Let them really prove that it's better and it's smaller. Like, we've gotten smaller in chargers, right? This new GAN technology has made our big brick chargers a lot smaller, almost half the size. Right, right. And But it, that technology has been in the market for five years. But we're only now seeing it really come to fruition and, and become readily available and at a good price point. I think maybe that's the same thing that's happening with the battery technology. But think about what they're doing in the car world, Mark. I mean, electric vehicles are becoming all the rage, okay? It's not like they're they're making better batteries for these cars. They're finding more places to stuff more batteries in to maybe make them slightly more efficient. But for the most part, when you see these new vehicles that are that have extended range, it's because they're finding ways around it with motor technology, putting more batteries in the under in the under chassis, which is where, you know, with, with no drivetrain, that's where all the power comes from now. That's where all the batteries are stored. So it's like there are so many things right now that are that are powered by batteries in our lives. And the technology has not evolved enough to keep up with the way that people use them. That's the problem. It, batteries have not evolved quickly enough to compensate for how many people now rely on high-end battery tech to power their lives. And I think with, with other technologies sort of coming up and exploding and catching up and exceeding our expectations, batteries have not. So I think, again, we're going to see, we have to see some sort of change in the way that either a new battery technology that is not out there, that is not lithium ion, that is not the traditional battery that we're used to, that we just haven't seen yet, that will change everything. Because right now, there are a lot of companies and a lot of great tech that is being hindered or held back by batteries that are not really ready for prime time yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Sad, um, but I'm not trying to put a bummer on things. I'm just saying I wish batteries were as good as the products that they're being put in now. And they're all, just all that yet. being said, can you talk me off a ledge? Do I go get a new MacBook? Oh hell yeah! Um, I mean, let's, I mean, but here's here's the thing. I mean, I'm joking, but I'm, I'm I'm half joking. It's like, what's your use case? We talk about this. We talked about this on another show. You know, recently. my use case is changing a little bit because I'm using the Surface Pro 8. I'm really loving the Surface Pro 8, and I'm really Great machine, yeah. And it, it actually does everything I needed to do. I'm not doing as much video editing these days because I have an editor who's I'm, who I'm working with. So right. I think the basics of what I need to get done, I can do on a Surface. So uh, we'll work on that. But the only thing about the Surface that I have an issue with is is storage. But we'll talk about that. 
uh, another day because uh, 128 gigs is not adequate for a computer these days. No, uh, it is not. your tech report. He is Benjamin Winfield in Los Angeles, Marco Flalo, Montreal. Thank you guys for being with us each and every single week. Happy holidays uh, for those who are listening around the holiday season. Let's take a quick break and come back here on your tech report. Your tech report will be right back. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs> 